drop. 14-year-old Joey had a, his favorite X-Men was not Wolverine. It was not Cyclops. It wasn't Storm. It wasn't Jean Grey. It was a character that I thought would have been a, a shoe-in for greatness. Uh, the character was so cool, so awesome, that it, it to me, it made the X-Men cartoon worth watching. And unfortunately... We didn't get to see this character live on screen in real life for another decade and a half. And sadly, we only got to see him once, and that was a huge tragedy. Uh, of course, I'm talking about Gambit, but that is not why you turned in tuned in tonight. We are talking about X-Men Origins Wolverine, the best entry in the X-Men canon so far and we've got receipts to show we've got our work to show our to show our answers uh strapping kids this is going to be a fun one everybody the beat kind rewind i am really excited about today's episode um i have a really 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 good buddy of mine here uh i i'm so excited uh when i when i first got a chance to meet this gentleman uh you meet somebody that you've only like you from the, from the moment I met this man, I knew that he was someone special and somebody that I, I connected with right away. And I am just tickled pink to beat to have him here. Uh, he is a member of the Treasure Valley Avengers. You have seen him as um, two two characters uh, from this movie. Uh, but to me, he'll always he'll always be my captain. Uh, I, I want to I want to welcome Mr. Matthew Button to the Be Kind Rewind. You're making me blush, man. I hope I am because I'm trying to lay it on thick. <laughs> it's it's working. How, how I'm I'm <laughs> I'm feel honored to be here. I, I'm I'm glad to, I'm glad to have you on the show. Um, yeah, when I when I first met you, we were doing we were rehearsing for uh, one of our first live shows, and <clears throat> for some reason, Joey is synonymous with. With with weird with weird illnesses, working with working at a Walmart store and living in a daycare center, I'm always getting these really weird illnesses, and I just gotten over something uh, that took me out of commission for a month and a half. So things were pretty rough, and I mean, I just had a seizure, and like I I, I barely knew you from Adam, but you came up to me and you looked me right in the eye and said, "Are you okay? Do you need anything?" And I just I, I melted. <laughs> I melted, and I knew that's like, oh, uh, Mr. Button, you uh, you are hitting all the buttons. Uh, so that I, I don't think I ever got a chance to tell you that. That I, I don't think you realize how much that that touched me, well, and how and and how I don't know that it was very kind of you, and uh, and I'm grateful. Well, I'm I grateful appreciate to it, man. You. I'm glad. I'm glad I got to touch you. Heck yeah! Oh, you touched mm-hmm. me, all oh, right, buddy. <laughs> Uh, which plays perfectly into this, uh, to what we're talking about today. So yeah, Treasure Valley Avengers, you play uh, Captain America. You've also played um, Deadpool. 
which your Deadpool, you don't even talk and it's still great. I mean, it's still just right on the money, right on the money. It's so good. And then you're also, um, see, so you've done Cap, uh, Deadpool, and you are working on Wolverine, right? I am working on a Wolverine right now. He brought an amazing 3D printed helmet that he made uh, at his house that looks so freaking rad. I mean, it's got... I'm going to take a picture of this and put it on there because uh, people need to see your work. He he made me a, a Thor helmet uh, last year that is uh, a, a prize. Uh, it's one of my prized possessions. He made me the Thor Ragnarok helmet with the wings that turn, and it's 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 freaking amazing. So uh, I'm, I'm going to show off your work because you make you make you do some really good work. So yeah, it's the black and yellow one from the, 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 the OG, classic, the OG comic, book. the OG comic book. There is so let's get into this, and then we're going to talk about the yellow and black because it was actually supposed to be in this, in one of these movies. Um, so. Let's get into uh, X Men Origins Wolverine. Lots of, lots of bad baggage with this movie. Even people who were in it didn't like this movie, and I don't understand why. And we're we're gonna talk about that. So May May first, two thousand nine, X Men Origins Wolverine debuted. It cost one hundred and fifty million dollars to make, and they made three hundred and thirty seven million. So they doubled their money. Not bad. Not, not not a bad haul, but still not. I mean, when they can spend one hundred fifty dollars and make an Iron Man movie and make a billion dollars off of it, yeah. This is pre Disney Marvel though, so yeah. This was pre Disney and Marvel. This was still, um. They they had finished the X Men Last Stand, so this was going to be a new series of origin stories. Uh, this was going to be the first of a new trilogy. That was going to the second one was going to feature Magneto. Oh, neat. Mm-hmm. But uh, the critical reception of this didn't warrant that, so they went a different direction. the 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 appeal of this this movie to me was was that it was the first labeled as an origin story. Yes, because uh, I'm I used to collect the the Marvel Universe, uh, the you know, the full Marvel Universe uh, comics and uh-huh. and their, their books, really. And mm-hmm. they would detail everybody's origin story. And mm-hmm. that was the most interesting part to me. I remember in high school, they said, well, you have to read a book. And I and uh, that was our assignment. And I, I was like, oh, I don't I'm not a big fan of just reading books. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, I brought one of them in, and I asked my teacher, I said, hey, does this count as a book? And she looked at it, and she said, no, that's a comic book. But I said, there's a lot of words inside. <laughs> and she, she flipped through it real quick, and she said, oh, yeah, I guess if you read it to cover to cover, then then it counts as a book. And I said, I said you got it. And it was, and it, and it was Wolverine's? Uh, it, it was, was the origins. It's it's alphabetical. So oh, nice. It's, it's the entire encyclopedia of it's. I think eleven books uh, okay. where it documents everybody's origin story, how strong they are, all their details, who they're related to, and then nice. and then there's the last three books that are the Book of the Dead, and uh, those are also alphabetical and. You look through those if you can't find somebody in the living section. (laughs) (laughs) Which I would assume would have to be like a a living, breathing function because people die and come back all the time. Right, (laughs) right. There's a lot. There's uh, dead, dead, I guess. (laughs) Dead, dead. And there's an interesting cat in there. Um, 
that I read about. I have never actually read him in comic books, but mm-hmm. his name was Scourge. Scourge, okay. And uh, Scourge uh, was just like a, a superhero murderer, and oh wow, know, it was he had like in in the in the books that I was reading, he had like twenty eight kills, and it just had his hit list of everybody he took out. And honest to goodness, I think it was just all of these bad ideas. You know, it was mm-hmm. like all these. It had his hit list of everybody he's killed, mm-hmm. assassinated, and they were like Roller Boy or <laughs> or Bubble Man, and it, it just seemed like they were just trying to clean house. They're like, we need a guy who's just going to clean house, uh, and uh, it was even rumored that at one point he was a fed up Captain America. Oh wow! Uh, that uh, that was basically gone vigilante and and taking people out because uh, you know you know. Can't Captain America has never been much of a vigilante guy. No. He's a rule follower. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's 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 but funny. Very interesting, dude. If you can look him up on Scorch. the uh, on the uh, Marvel Encyclopedia. Perfect. So now you have homework, guys. <laughs> so X Men Wolverine, uh, the origin movie, absolutely amazing. Uh, this was even before. You know, spent some time looking at terrible movies. This was never something that I would have ever ante- uh, thought of as a terrible movie. It's actually one of my favorite X Men movies uh, because it is a lot of fun. It's very cartoonish. It's very, it, 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 you know, a lot of us grew up. You know, you can say we grew up, but we we can remember when the X Men movies were new, and we can remember when Blade was new, and we can remember when Spider Man was new, and it was a really fun time to come up in that time period to see comic book movies get get it right. I mean, we we so many. I mean, there were movies that were co- technically comic book movies that you would have ever, never even known. It was so far beyond the pale. Well, now we can actually see Spider Man do be Spider Man, and we could see those things. So to, to for for them to do X Men and to do it pretty good justice for what it was. It was it was cool. Like I, I, you know, X Men was a standard bearer. It was it was the nice straightforward story. We got to see Wolverine be Wolverine. X Two is considered a a high mark for those thing for that series. X Men Three, which I particularly cared, I liked it a lot too. Uh, that got to be a little bit more outside, little norm, uh, a little cartoony too. But Origins. Yeah. Oh, it is awesome. It is so much fun. And, you know, 2009, we talked about this before the show went on, before we started recording. I would have put this in like 2004 without looking at when it came out. Not yeah, 10 seems, years ago. It seems like it was a while ago. It's not been, it has not been around as long as I thought it had been. As I can remember... Yeah, like watching this on vacation, and I don't know, remember why I would have been on vacation in 2009. (laughs) Some of the things that appealed to me about this movie were, for starters, uh, you know, there's a whole slew of of actual superhero characters in there or characters with superpowers that, that are familiar. You know, so I always love that about the any mm-hmm. of the X Men movies is they had a whole variety of these yeah. characters that you knew, and you get to see them uh, interact. And like you, Wolverine was not my favorite. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if he had been, uh, and if I had read him a lot as a kid, 
uh, I'm betting I wouldn't have liked this movie as much, you know, because it would have been different. So mm-hmm. my expectations going into this were were not uh, super high. Mm-hmm. You know, I just wanted to see how they were going to portray characters. Yeah. I, I had heard that Deadpool was going to be in there, and mm-hmm. uh, I was just excited beyond belief. So were you a fan of Deadpool before this? Uh, uh Kind of, kind of, a little bit, you know. Okay. And uh, in in the that he was the, uh, the I didn't know that much about him. I knew that he wasn't a good or bad guy. He just kind of did his own thing, and and I knew that he broke the 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 reader's plane, you know, the fourth yeah. wall or whatever it is. I had no idea. I had no idea. To me, Deadpool was just a lot of these these characters that just become very. They can just be very generic to me, and right. I know people like them. But it's even even on the DC side, you've got like Deadshot and 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 uh, I mean, I, you can go on and on and on about just these uh, these generic bad guy, you know, characters that don't really it just okay, dark sounding name, give yeah. him a cool mask or yeah. whatever. Like Red Hood or oh, any yeah. of these things, and, like I, and he's the coolest looking. Uh, arguably, he's the coolest in in my book. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like it's like when when we first saw Darth Maul. Uh-huh. It's like, well, well, geez, no kid's gonna like that guy. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, he, uh, look oh, at yeah, him. He's, he's black be... and red, and he's got a double. Oh yeah, they're saber. gonna hate this guy. Yeah, of course then, not. No, they Deadpool, knew. Deadpool's cut from the same stone. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's black and red. He's got guns. He's got mm-hmm. swords. He he's also very acrobatic and mm-hmm. and oh yeah, he's got Wolverine's healing ability. Too. Yeah, yeah, that was that, that's what struck me the very when the first saw it. That's what struck me right away was uh, Deadpool. The what who became Deadpool, which I didn't even really even know going into it. I just, Wade Wilson. It almost seemed like he was playing the same character that he played in Blade Three. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There needs to be a limit on, yeah, on how many how many characters you can Ryan portray. Reynolds so, portray. <laughs> like I'm Green Lantern. I'm, I'm the guy from Blade. Blade which, Two. Ex- uh, or yeah, whichever Blade. Yeah, whichever Blade it was. To me, it was just the same going, but it was a lot of fun and. I watched the because it's it's one of my there's like three or four of my favorite scenes from this film but I watched it again today the sword when he first comes out of that elevator and the to people to for people to say that that wasn't Deadpool at all there's so much Deadpool oh yeah in just that one scene it's okay. so good people are dead yeah he makes the gay joke already I'm locked in an elevator with five guys on a high protein on a diet. high protein diet. That's freaking hilarious. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> like, I, I and I wanted him to have so more many lines. Uh, mm-hmm. I was like, God, I want to hear more from him. Yeah, because I mean, even in the animated series, when you see Deadpool, mm-hmm. uh, he was on a Wolverine um, uh, animated movie. I forget what it was, but uh, just some of the things that he would say. I mean, he was of course affiliated with the bad guys. Yeah, of course. In that one, mm-hmm. but. Uh, but just the mouth on him was mm-hmm. just epic, and uh, yeah, he. Does I'm really excited bring... to see what Disney's going to do. Oh them. yeah, to, to actually pull the trigger and do a, a rated R. Oh yeah, for for him, like that's. I don't know if you can make, do that justice. Yeah, I mean that's. <laughs> I want a foul mouth, pansexual, just Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds, and yeah. I, that, that's going to be great. And it, so, before he becomes what they call Deadpool. Or Weapon 23, I believe. Uh, Weapon 11. Weapon 11, in that's this right. One, in this one. Uh, which is hilarious because they finally, and I was, I'll have to take a picture of that too. 
um, you know, because I, you don't know, I collect pop vinyls, and they made a Weapon Eleven pop vinyl that just came out. Uh, it was a Walgreens exclusive, so it's like no mouth, the little lines on the face and stuff. If you take that part out, okay, if, if you can disassociate that as being Deadpool as to a different character, scary as hell. Oh yeah, great character, just oh, yeah. just misnamed. Yeah, just absolutely misnamed, and. <coughs> They could have easily just named him something else. They still could have had Wade Wilson be him before, and then he becomes the the Weapon Eleven, because they already can care less about what they've established in the first three X Men movies. Right. You know, Sabretooth is in the first movie, and he's played by Tyler Maine, and he's just a generic bad guy. And to to be brought in, played wonderfully by Lee Schreiber in this as Wolverine's half brother, Sabretooth. Now I don't know if that's canon or not, but it still makes sense. And that we talked about this last week. That was the that that opening scene, the going through all the different wars. Yeah, they. I mean, they established so much. Oh yeah, so it they was established big. how old they are. It establishes, you know, their feelings about each other just by watching that. I watched it again today. Like, wow, yeah, yeah, you, you were right. They they're on the same page and then you could see them dividing throughout the time as time is passing well and and you know if you're just watching this for pure entertainment value like uh when i force my beautiful wife to watch these movies with me uh, <laughs> and she sits down she she kind of she follows along and uh and you know she picks up on on details but i kind of did that the same that the same way the first time i watched mm-hmm. this as i didn't I didn't realize how much depth there was in mm-hmm. in that opening scene. Like, um, he he killed his own father mm-hmm. and didn't know it mm-hmm. uh, because uh, James Howlett was kind of the adopted dad of Wolverine mm-hmm. or of of Log- of uh, sorry his he wasn't sorry James okay. Howlett is not the adopted dad. It's um, uh, who was it? Uh, let me see. Let me check my notes here. You're fine. Uh, it was. John Hallett. Yeah, so John Hallett. John Hallett was his faux daddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he is James, James Logan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, uh, but he doesn't know that he's James Logan. He thinks mm-hmm. he's James Hallett yep. up to that point. Or, or at least that's, that's the feeling that they mm-hmm. give you. Now, Victor is also living with them. Mm-hmm. So you kind of wonder uh, wh- whoever was um, Victor's dad. Um, Victor Creed's dad mm-hmm. was. Uh, let's see if I have it in my notes. I don't have it in my notes. But the fact that Victor Creed's dad, uh, there was some kind of bad blood between uh, him and his dad, so he was the adopted mm-hmm. kid of of John Howlett, mm-hmm. and you know, so at that point they're adopted brothers. But then, after he kills his own dad. And he says, you know, that that he's he's I'm your dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he then realizes he's James Logan. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's still a question in my head if they have if they both have the same mother. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they are billed as half brothers, so they would share a mother. They would share mm-hmm. share. They could share the same dad, though. Mm-hmm. So they obviously share the same dad. But then, uh, but then you know, I I. I keep wondering, well, if if uh, if Elizabeth Howlett was was both of their mothers, and that uh, that was kind of interesting to me. Um, 
So he kills his own dad, and to me, that's that's pretty significant. Uh, you know, because he runs away directly after that scene, and so he's running through the forest, and uh, Victor Creed, uh, played by you know the young Victor Creed, uh, Victor Creed it chases him down, and basically tells him that uh, that I'm not mad. He needed to die, you know, and to me that that uh, that was pretty important. It's like uh, I I keep thinking like, well, if this were any other superpower, like mm-hmm. if you and I were were brothers together mm-hmm. growing up, and we both figure out roughly about the same time that we're werewolves, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> it. Everything else, like even even your own dad who might beat you or something, would would seem like it's it's irrelevant at that point. Like everything else, and that's the 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 true finesse of this movie is it's it's really a Victor Creed love story. You know his love for his brother mm-hmm. um, because they are different and they are they are very much the same uh, together. Uh, the fact that they, that they just kind of run off together and stay together and Mm -hmm. that's kind of the victor creed's pact that he makes him he's like we're gonna we're gonna stick together Mm -hmm. as long as we stick together nothing will go wrong Mm -hmm. and you know later it shows in that opening scene you know they're fighting through all these world war ii uh and then vietnam and (laughs) all this and and victor is enjoying and embracing the animal instinct Mm -hmm. that he has and uh and you start to see logan uh, you start to see him kind of thinking that it's not right, and mm-hmm. and you know it's it's kind of that that uh, sense. You, you know, watching this watching this intro, you kind of get the sense like where is this going to break? Because at some point they're going to go two different directions, and mm-hmm. Victor Creed is clearly going down this animalistic, violent path of uh, you know killing and maiming people, and he he seems to enjoy it. He's got a big grin on his face with his with his uh, canines coming out uh, the entire time. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of that uh, diversity, you know, it's, they're going in two different directions here. And, uh, and it's, and it's arguably they're very similar. They're almost so similar. They're like twins. Yeah. And except one of them from the beginning already has a black mark from killing the dad. And so, to watch their journey and then split the one that's acting that started off with the with the negative light is actually saying you know we can be better than who we've been or what we've done yeah and then it was like no this is great we're gonna keep doing this so it's really inter- it kind of reminds me of the the DC uh, the Killing Joke where like one bad day can make all the difference you could be a hero or you can be a villain and that's your choice to make right regardless of where you've come from. Yeah. You know, you can make mistakes in the past, but then having that self-realization to to, to realize that there's a better way to go, I love that, and I'm 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 really glad that you picked up on that because I I didn't even pick up on that to that extent from the very beginning. To me, I just looked at this like this. Oh, this is a lot of fun. Yeah. I love this. So, well, and and you know, you'll see Victor Creed. I mean, think of think of young Victor Creed. Mm-hmm. He's obviously had a pretty terrible upbringing. He's mm-hmm. obviously kind of a bad child. But think of think of what it would be like if you were that bad kid in in high school or whatever, and then you realized that 
everything that you've done that's bad is is validated Mm -hmm. you know it's like it's this is us this Mm -hmm. is who we are Mm -hmm. you know and and so he's really embracing it with like yeah we're 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 just bad bad guys let's let's go be bad together Mm -hmm. and uh you know i think you found a a cohort in crime Mm -hmm. and also you know it's like you you found your your brother on the same day and nothing else matters so you found your brother and not only that but his existence validates all the bad that you've ever done in your life, that you're not a freak anymore. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, I'm sure he he was, uh, you know, there was something going on where, you know, his dad didn't like him because he had the, the fingernails of a bag lady. Uh, <laughs> but mm-hmm. he looked like he had done bad in his life. He yeah. just had attitude. Mm-hmm. And so just having somebody validate that all in one day and also know that you're not alone, man, that's... That's powerful. That's powerful. That's really, really powerful. And, and and to watch that set it up and then execute it so well, it's it's fascinating to watch. It's... it's Like, I, I watched the, that fight, that war scene twice. Like, oh, I got to see that again because it's, it's so well executed from a filmmaking point of view to, to get... To get that exposition out, yeah, as cleanly as it does, right? To when you pay, you know, when you really watch it, then that segueing, segueing into the, you know the Weapon X program, yeah, and the X Force, yeah. There are team was it Team X or X one of the two that he was on him and, and Sabretooth were on with Stryker, just just so interesting and just so. I, I really enjoy it because it's not bog. It doesn't bog itself down with its own narrative. Yeah. Sometimes I think definitely with the newer X-Men movies, um, like with Apocalypse and Days of Fewer, uh, uh, Days of Futures Past, even Dark Phoenix, they bog themselves down with their exposition and with their with with what they're trying to say and do. That it. It gets in the way of just remembering that it's a goofy superhero movie, yeah. and, and to me, those are the best. You can you can get these dark these dark thoughts or these deep deep notions, and still have a lot of fun and still have a blast, right? And you know, and that team was was amazing, yeah. Because I mean, it's like, well, these are the best of the mm-hmm. mutants. So you've got Zero, uh, Agent Zero, uh, played by Daniel Henney. You've got um, you've got Dominic Monaghan playing uh, Chris Bradley in the credits, but uh, he's he's playing a character called Bolt or Maverick, uh, not to be confused with uh, you know Black Bolt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got uh, Will I Am in his his debut yep. debut uh, movie. Uh, playing Kestrel, mm-hmm. and uh, I, it was just so amazing because you, you're just like, well, these guys are the best of the best. Mm-hmm. And then my personal favorite on that on that entire show. Oh yes. Oh my gosh, Kevin Durand. I I love Kevin Durand. I think he is awesome. He played Fred Dukes or the Blob. Yes. And you know if if you if you read the comic books, it's like the Blob. <laughs> Who's a fan of the Blob? Because yeah. you look him up, and he's just this. You know, straggly-haired, uh, goofy-looking circus dude. performer. Yeah, circus <laughs> performer, and he wears a wrestling singlet. You know, <laughs> come on, like I can't take this guy seriously. 
You know, so, so the fact that when they introduced him as 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 Fred, I was like, is is that the blob? Because he doesn't look like the blob. <laughs> and, uh, and but you know the when it, that opening scene where he sticks his fist inside the the tank barrel, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and takes an artillery round to the fist, you know, and no big no big deal. Nope. It's- I was like, that has got to be him. And I just love. I absolutely love the few lines that he has. Oh, your 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 blob is is beautiful. I can't wait for this. Oh yeah, it's uh, my favorite line ever. Is a lover. <laughs> you love her after spending one night together. She's a gymnast. <laughs> I freaking oh, it's love it. So good. It's and, so good. And he's constantly eating through the whole movie. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so it's it's not they're foreshadowing that he's going to become the blob. Yep. Uh that we all know from the comic books, but um just Kevin Durant does such a good job with that. And I got to say <laughs> that the the fat suit that they put on Kevin Durant has to be the the heaviest fat suit that they've ever put on a human being. It's a huge fat suit. It's and, and bigger, bigger than Fat Bastard from. Oh yeah, it's huge. <laughs> it's gigantic. and it's also. Um, I noticed that like when is like when he gets punched and he falls back. So I watched the boxing scene too. <laughs> it's like Ted's jiggle and stuff yeah. like that. And it's all CGI and stuff. It's just so funny. It's so good though. And the blob is one of those characters that just seems so ridiculous but there's actually a, a, an interesting story with there too because um I watched a video with the, the history of the blob because it is just you're right like really the blob of, yeah yeah it's well and I did some research on oh I'm sorry I inter- interrupted you no you're good Go oh, for it. What's I was up? I was just you're gonna the guest, say man. <laughs> I was just gonna say you know I was like well what I just knew him as as being really tough. You yeah. know, when I read him in in comic books, it's like, well, what what's his power? He just mm-hmm. absorbs punches and and you know, I know Wolverine can't cut him. Mm-hmm. Um, I so I knew that much, but uh, you know, they they were saying that he just he just becomes immovable is how mm-hmm. they described his superpowers on 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 the the interwebs. The interwebs. On yeah, the, he can he can adjust his center of gravity so firm that he can't be moved yeah and also that he since he's so tubby that his his skin is like a putty like and yeah. so <laughs> so i did some further research yeah and i was like well so he can't be moved uh has anyone moved him and they said uh only a few people have moved him uh he's only been moved by the hulk and that makes sense to me mm-hmm. he's been moved by juggernaut uh, and and somebody called Strongman, and I I don't know Strongman. I don't know who that is. So it's I I that's it was kind of an obscure reference, but uh, it also noted that Colossus lifted him up once uh, by lifting the ground beneath him, <laughs> and and then we get into the discussion about Molinier, you know Thor's hammer. Uh, yep. You know, if he puts it on the table, you can't lift the hammer, but can you lift the, <coughs> the table, table underneath it? Mm-hmm. You know, and if, if it's if if he rides an <coughs> elevator, you know, if he will puts it keep it, the elevator from rising. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's all these questions, mm-hmm. but uh, apparently they they kind of wrote around it in this one comic book. Um, interestingly enough, it also went on to note that uh, nothing can cut him, mm-hmm. um, and nothing can really defeat him. Uh, however, it did mention that his mucous membranes are susceptible to Gross. <laughs> Yeah. So he said uh, it went on to say that in a 2010 comic book, 
uh, Wolverine defeated the blob uh, who was trying to sit on him and crush him by sticking a blade up his butt. <laughs> so I don't have that comic, but I would I would like to go back and get to go it. into the comic store and get, uh, like <laughs> see if you can get the uh, the, the variant cover yeah. <laughs> the blade of his booty. Like that's in the back. We're gonna have to take you in the very back, the way way back. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Blob debuted in, and I don't know why I know this much about it, but he debuted in the '60s. Uh, when the X Men was still like when you had Marvel Girl was a was an X Men like this is way before Wolverine this is way before when what they the all X- had the matching outfits all the yeah <laughs> the all matching outfits and he was a circus performer and uh, Professor X can like oh he's a mutant he didn't know that he was a mutant he just thought he was just whatever you know you know he had special powers he just knew that he could do what he was doing. So they actually bring him back to the to the mansion to try to recruit him. But of course he's a bad guy, so none doing. He goes back, takes over the circus, brings all those circus performers back to the mansion, and narrowly defeats the X-Men. Wow. Almost gets away almost beats the beats them. I've had parties like that yeah. where you, you invite that one guest who in, goes back and tells all their friends, yep. and then they bring the... <laughs> I've been to those parties. Like, who are all these people? Yeah. <laughs> you were one of the guests that came by <laughs> to wreck the place. Uh, uh, fun fact, I wasn't that much of a partier. So. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he... But then they erase his memory, and he just goes back to just being a sidekick at the circus, wow. but never knowing that he almost defeated the X-Men. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. The most horrific tale that I came across with the Blob was in... I want to say the late 90s or in the 2000s. Um, he got his powers removed, so he wasn't the Blob, which means he wasn't big and fat, so he was just a normal guy, but his skin didn't go back. Oh, so so he was a skeleton was... inside of a tarp. Like he was like, oh, the, the picture is like creepy. Like his skin is just hanging off of him, and he's he almost looks like a like a, a like a clay face type person. Jeez, it's kind of horrific. And like, ouch, that would just be awful. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, Kevin Durant, you know, a character actor. He's been in a bunch of different things. He was in Real Steel with, with uh, oddly enough, with Wolverine with Hugh Jackman. Uh, just nailed, nailed that. That could have been just been such a weird one note character. Just you, you remember that scene. You yeah. remember the blob in that movie, uh, very much so. He also played in a movie uh, called I Am Number Four, and yes, I, I thought that was such a good movie. Uh, mm-hmm. It didn't do that well at the box office, and it's a little poppy. You know, if you're uh, if you're looking for a serious, uh, serious, you know. Sci-fi drama, whatever. It's it's a little bit high schooly. I am number four is a perfect movie for this oh, for yeah. this show. Yeah, yeah. I I think it was underrated because I mm-hmm. I've watched it a number of times and I thought it was just excellent. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had he Kevin Durant and Kevin Durant. I don't know how tall he is, but he played this uh, this bad guy, a bad alien guy mm-hmm. uh, that was hunting these uh, these you know marked other aliens or people with powers. And uh, he he had like gills on his nose, and he was he was just such a good bad guy. Uh, but he's got some range, you know. Mm-hmm. He goes from from uh, you know something like that where it's just really bad and and uh, sinister, and then he plays something like the Blob, which is kind of comical. Like 
when Wolverine's in in the ring with him boxing, you can hear him giggling in mm-hmm. the background. If you listen really closely, he's just kind of giggling like this tickles, uh, you know. <laughs> and Wolverine's giving him his best, you know. Uh, so I th- I just thought it was hilarious. I also I also thought it was kind of entertaining that, you know that. Kestrel basically says, "Listen, he's he's developed a bit of an eating disorder mm-hmm. uh, since since we we disbanded the group. Uh, <laughs> don't mention his weight, and he, it's no less than four times that he says something about his weight. Mm-hmm. So this is this is Logan just kind of pushing his pushing his luck with the blob. Mm-hmm. So it's it's no question, you know, that it's no question why why he was beating the crap out of him. Uh, he he first says, "Hey, fat or Fred." You know, and then he's he comments on the girl tattoo. Mm-hmm. Seemed to remember her when she was about eighty six pounds. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and then his his line, "Well, that's that's funny. You're still so funny, Logan." <laughs> it's just freaking hilarious. And then when he finally is questioning him again, he's like, "What's that island or what's the island, Slim?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's all this. But then what ultimately pushes him over the edge is, is so when good. he calls him Bub, but he mishears it as Blob. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, you know, it's like, don't insult his weight or or just... Maybe, <laughs> or just don't call him Blob. <laughs> yeah, or just don't call him Blob. Maybe that was just what he should have led with. <laughs> but Logan probably would have led with that too. So yeah, call, he don't would. call him Blob and that would be the first thing that he would say. <laughs> I do remember that being kind of ham fist that I called him Bub, knowing that that's one of his things that he calls everybody. But yeah. it, it was still really funny. Yeah, it's still a really good. I, I always have a weird feel. I always have a weird. Um, and it's odd for me to say this, but like actors in fat suits because I do play Bro Thor, but uh, I don't know it. It fit like it wasn't fat for the sake of being fat. Like the Blob is a big fat person. And yeah. and he he uses that to his advantage. So just the way just the way it was presented was really cool. Um, it's kind of like watching Mr. Big on the Spider Man movies. You know, it's like, well, yeah. who who are they going to get to play Mr. Big? Yeah, you know. And then uh, you know, what does he do? You know, and I remember in the comic books, you know, the way that they draw Mr. Big, he's massive. He's mm-hmm. just. He's just, you know, he's four mm-hmm. times wider than any human being, mm-hmm. and he's he's tall. But they draw him like a fat guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I remember one comic book. He said, "I'm only two percent body fat." And I was like, <laughs> I was like, you really, you really. I don't know that the musculature Mm-mm. is is really coming through. <laughs> but, but yeah. I guess I guess if you develop a six pack, it turns back into a it single. Is. You don't need a you don't single, need a six pack. Single one pack, just one ab, just pure muscle. Just one giant ab yeah. is all you need. <laughs> you go from six pack to keg very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so that leads us then to the, the the another big you know fan favorite, so to speak, uh, which I, I was really looking forward to was freaking Gambit. Oh, Holy yeah. crap, Taylor Kitsch. Killed it he as really Gambit, did. as he a really younger did. Gambit, not the one that we saw from the cartoon, because that was the only representation that I knew. Other than, you know, because I'm not a big comic book reader, and so most of who what I know from these characters are from either what I go look up or from the movies. And I thought 
the way Gambit was presented in this was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, and if so good, if you're not familiar with Gambit, uh, he's Remy LeBeau. He used mm-hmm. to be an X Men, or he was an X Men, uh, and uh, he was he he can uh, manipulate kinetic energy, mm-hmm. uh, and he's very skilled at hand to hand. So he can he can basically take any object mm-hmm. and and. And it's not so much telekinesis, but he can kind of electrify it yeah. and throw it at people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his choice of, of uh, weapon was always cards, you know? And yeah, it was cards so cool. And the bow staff. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, that is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whoever designed that, whoever came up with that, you know, it's it was, uh, it was <laughs> I don't Mixed know. with the name. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it just a total package just fits so good. You you know exactly everything you need to know about him. He, it's not like just generic. You know, I'm crossbones. I'm, yeah. No, he, he gambit. It, it it just he had this. If I recall, he had this. It was one of the first times I ever saw the bow staff that was compact. You hit the button and it. Oh yeah. Popped out. If, if I'm mistaken, if I'm not mistaken. Well, Donatello didn't have that. No, Donatello did not have the expanding bow staff. It was just so good. The 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 the. The accent and the way it came off was just so perfect. To me personally, out of all these characters, I mean, the Blob is awesome, fun to watch. But again, I think they said all they could say about the Blob. As fun as he is, you're not going to tentpole your movie. You're not going to go to this. Right. You're not going to get $373 million from people to go see a Blob movie. Yeah. However, Gambit did make make a, a decent, I mean, they, they sh- showed him quite a bit in this movie. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he ultimately comes by at the end and, mm-hmm. and saves the day. Um, but uh, up until that point, you know, when I first saw him on there, well, he just screwed up killing Victor. Yeah. Because Wolverine was in New Orleans and he was going to yep. kill Victor. Victor just showed up there and they were going to, there was like this alleyway mm-hmm. fight scene and uh, he was going to kill Victor mm-hmm. and Gambit messed it up. Yep. Yeah, he was close to killing Victor, I, I thought, you know, but... Yeah. If I were to look at this, and if there was any character from this movie that would be an awesome tentpole for another series, of it would have been Gambit. Yeah. Deadpool, they did him dirty, but even still, he, we talked about this last week, it fits the time period of when these were made. They weren't going to make a... It was going to take another eight years for them to make a Deadpool. Right. Audiences, you know, the I guess I'm not saying audiences, but filmmakers weren't quite there yet. It was still kind of on the fence as whether a rated R superhero movie would be profitable, forgetting that that's what started the rated R Blade movies is what started the new renaissance right. of of superhero films. Well, and I know that the MCU has kind of dismissed this movie's timeline completely. I, I think the MCU dismissed everything. Yeah, everything about this movie. But Correct. up until that point, though, he's the only mutant to escape the island, Stryker's Island. So yeah. I would love to see that mm-hmm. as the movie. Because, you know, you say, you know, I want to see a Gambit movie. Who are you going to pit him against? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's... It strikers familiar strikers mm-hmm. in every every one of them. So mm-hmm. it would be really cool to see a young Gambit uh, being recruited to this island and how he escapes. And, oh yeah, even and, younger Gambit. Yes, yeah, and yeah. That, there's your happy ending is mm-hmm. he he gets away and then mm-hmm. you know we could pick up where this movie takes yeah. off. Yeah, and you, you don't even need to or you don't even need to incorporate this film. You can always just have Gambit go because we all saw Gambit in the cartoon. He was 
more of an older guy. Well, this was 12 years ago, so Taylor Kitsch is 12 years older now. So right. <laughs> I'm going to do it again. Right. I want to see the cool helm, the, the, the headpiece thing that mm-hmm. he wore and the cool jacket. Like, I, I, I want to see more of that. Um, and I look at this from a standpoint of what could they sell because I – when I, you know, working at the, at the store, working in the toy department was always, when I was always, at the times in my career where I was in charge of toys, those were always my funnest. Yeah. I always enjoyed that because that's something that I enjoy on the, uh, you know, in my, in my free time. So from my point of view, it's like, I would love to see some cool new Gambit, Gambit toys. Yeah. Because that character just lends itself perfectly to cool Nerf guns that shoot cards or has the card thing yeah. <clears throat> on there. So, and you don't really even have to in, involve Striker or the island. You can just go off and do another tale. Yeah, that would be great. <clears throat> pick pick, pick an, uh, an animated X-Men episode and, and turn that into He's, a thing. He seems like a loner, you know, that... that <laughs> even when he was in the X-Men, yeah, he was, he he was, was more... <laughs> always the loner. Yeah, I always felt like he was more of a, you know, pun intended, wild card than Wolverine was. Yeah. Wolverine was... Like the badass de facto leader, he wasn't going anywhere. But yeah, but you you never knew, and uh, I I I just thought that he would be a great. It would it would be cool to see more, and if you know X if 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 the X Men are going to be brought into the MCU, I think they're going to take a long time with it, because that's a lot of, like, how do you even do that? Because they've established that they're not mutants, they're what caused them to have powers in this and is they've done it to themselves no one's born you know because they couldn't use the term mutants in the yeah. MCU so no one's really born with these special powers they just get it and that they was just, another thing from they just achieve yeah rewinding to the opening scene mm-hmm. so mutant powers manifest themselves uh usually when you're a teenager mm-hmm. or if you go through an incredible trauma. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's why uh, we see Victor Creed filing his nails at the beginning. So he's already got some powers because mm-hmm. he's he's trying to file that stuff down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but James doesn't show any any powers until something traumatic happens mm-hmm. and where he his would-be father dies at the hands of Victor Creed's dad. Mm-hmm. Um, then obviously that's that's what put him over the edge, and yep. uh, all of a sudden manifests this mutation uh, where he's got bone claws, and <clears throat> you know, and I I always thought that was really wild uh, that the bone claw thing, you know, it's like well okay, well he just pokes people, he stabs, mm-hmm. he stabs, and uh, and I was like they better not show him slashing anybody in this before when he has the bone claws. <laughs> yeah. If he's slashing people, I'm going to be very upset. And I I watched the whole thing again, and no, there's no slashing. It's all poking. It's all fist mm-hmm. f- fist first. Um, but you know, as soon as he gets his adamantium skeleton, which is an epic scene. Oh yeah. I do want to go there. Um, gets the adamantium skeleton, then he starts doing the slashing as well. Uh, and that was just wild. I thought that was pretty incredible. And he wasn't used to the slashing, obviously, because no. he, he slashed a sink in half. Correct. And... <laughs> yeah, he didn't realize how strong they were. Uh, I So let's talk about the, the Weapon X scene. So Stryker convinces him... Convinces him. Mm-hmm. ...that uh, he can... Uh, 
hunt down that that he that Victor Creed is basically gone rogue and he needs he needs to be taken out and controlled. Um, where in reality, uh, Victor Creed is working with Stryker uh, and has been for a while. Basically, he never disbanded the group. Um, so, uh, so that's what convinces Wolverine to get go undergo this procedure to get this adamantium skeleton, which I thought was a pretty epic scene when he comes out of the water after after getting infused the adamantium infused to his bones. When he comes fires up out of the water from death, basically, um, it, it was just epic and and. Uh, you know, kudos to uh, Hugh Jackman because he was more ripped in that scene than than any other any other movie I've seen him in. He yeah. was just shredded. Yeah, he and he said he was like near death, like he was so dehydrated and so just like because they 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 do those tricks to like okay, you're as ripped as you're gonna get. Film and then they pretty much collapse afterwards. And I, yeah. I just came across a, a, a blurb about it the other day. That, yeah, he was. On death's door, oh, yeah. that, but those guys train like cage fighters. It's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, they 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 do those tricks to get all that body fat gone, so yeah. it looks a lot better than what's what you're actually looking at. But still, it's like oof. Yeah, that's got to be hard. So rough. Um, and I was just reading too. And you know, you don't even think about it. Not not to derail because I, I really do. I want to keep talking about the X, X the Weapon X show. There's no Stan Lee cameo in this. He couldn't make it to Australia where they filmed this. I thought there was. Yeah, it says right here. It says um, uh, well, X-Men that... Coke said he would cameo, but Lee ended up not appearing in the film as he could not attend filming in Australia. Well, bummer. So, yeah. Uh, something. Bummer. That's you, really jogging really my memory know. now. So I'm like, wasn't he in there? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess not. I, I did like the flashbacks. I, I think the flashbacks to... The Weapon X program in the previous X-Men movies looked a little bit more grittier and more horrifying than it was portrayed in this. Yeah. But over, I mean, to, to go as as grotesque and as hideous as that real procedure would be, you're not doing that with PG-13. Yeah. It, so it, did, it was a little bit more cleaned up, but it still was super effective and super, super... Um, Kind of traumatizing. It's one of those things that, yeah, to have that happen to you, whether you sign up for it or it just happens to you, it's pretty horrifying. That's just an awful thing to have happen to go through, and you you are led to believe, or he is led to believe that it's not as horrific as it's going to be. You know, yeah. The, The the way they did it with the syringes to me, it almost seems like you would almost have to like cut somebody open. And you couldn't do that unless he was somebody who could heal themselves. Right. So he would. Yeah, and the in the fusing of the adamantium mm-hmm. to the bone, I, I, I had a hard time with it because mm-hmm. I was like, well, why wouldn't he just have adamantium bone claws then? Yeah. You know. Uh, but but later uh, I watched it again, and there's a small detail later uh, with uh, where where Stryker actually stabs the general once mm-hmm. he's done with him. 
he stabs the general when they're about to, they're just getting ready to do weapon 11. Mm-hmm. And he stabs him with the blade mm-hmm. that they were used to implant into weapon 11. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, okay, so it's implanted, you know, but we didn't see any of that. You'd have to the remove claws. the bones yeah. and then put those back in. Right. Mm-hmm. But then what's to say that he doesn't heal and make bone around the claws. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it's those, those little logistic things that always that always get me. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I own a 3D printer. Maybe they just had a 3D print of a skeleton. And, <laughs> and they, they just printed it from the inside out. 12 years earlier than <laughs> yeah. when they were about. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I did always f- find it sad. In one of the movies, he mentions that it hurts every time the blades come out because you are cutting through your skin every single time. Yeah. It's not something that's you just get used to because he wouldn't callous over and he wouldn't. So yeah, that's fresh raw skin every single time. Yeah. So that I, I just remember that where he's screaming ah because the, the he's got the blades coming out and it just looked more horrifying in the flashback than in this. But like I said, it's still super effective and it's still a really cool scene. And to actually see Weapon X, which is something that's a very famous event in Marvel X-Men history it's cool to see yeah something else to note on the the metal skeleton Mm -hmm. uh, that I went back and watched the director's cut and I I don't I don't recommend it to anybody because a lot of it, <laughs> a lot of it, there w- there wasn't a whole lot to get out of it. Uh, was I'll, it the director's cut or was it the director's commentary? Director's commentary. Okay, sorry, okay. sorry. Oh, you're uh, fine. The director's commentary was just like, well, this scene it was raining really hard, so we had to film it over five days, and and uh, oh, that rat that's on Victor Creed's shoulder, uh, that rat would would move around between takes, so we'd have to try to replace the rat and mm-hmm. and uh, get it to not move. So there's a lot of that, but there was a couple of things that he said that were interesting, uh, like the fight with Victor at the bar, uh-huh. uh, the bar that was a warehouse. Uh, they wanted to do it someplace that was wide open, mm-hmm. and what better place than just make a bar out of a out of this barn? You know, mm-hmm. it was a it was just this huge barn. So they, they wanted to have room to be able to fight. And totally, I would totally go to that bar. Mm-hmm. I would totally drink with the loggers and at that bar. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so, but when he was getting beat up outside, the director said it was a conscientious decision to uh, basically show Wolverine is getting the crap kicked out of him by metal things. He gets mm-hmm. hit by a truck. Uh, he gets uh, thrown into some uh, dump truck uh, scoop. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all these metal things are hurting him. And uh, and ultimately, uh, he had to figure out a way to break his claws off. So uh, there was the railroad tracks. It was the perfect way. They just curb stomped his, his mm-hmm. hand on the railroad tracks and breaks his bone claws. Uh, but all of those were intentional to show that that this is his big weakness. This metal. Mm is metal. And then when they put the adamantium skeleton in him, it's like, well, now he has no weakness. You know, Mm -hmm. it's it's significant because Mm -hmm. of that. And uh, and after that, you couldn't really tell. Victor Creed was not doing much damage. I mean, he was he was scratching him a bunch, and uh, mm-hmm. but you could tell who the clear winner was. You know, yes. in that mm-hmm. in that log bar scene, mm-hmm. uh, that logger bar scene, uh, you could tell that Victor was definitely more talented of of a fighter 
uh, and stronger, it seemed like, uh, than, than uh, Logan was. And you could see him just kicking his butt. Uh, but, you know, that was pre-Weapon X, mm-hmm. pre-Adamantium Skeleton. You had mentioned uh, when we were talking about at the at the at Strikers Island, the a lot of the characters they they seemed there's a lot more cameos that are there that you don't even realize. Yeah, I had to I had to pause mm-hmm. at the you know because when when Logan first goes to the island, he thinks it's just weapon 11 mm-hmm. that they're working on because mm-hmm. they've cleared everything out. There's one bed mm-hmm. and they're working on weapon 11. And at one point he wants to walk away. He's going to fight his animal instinct to fight and just walk away from mm-hmm. this. So he starts to fight or starts to walk away, but then Victor threatens his, uh, his, uh, mind control girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then of course he, he wants to do good and, you know, fight the animal urge, but also, you know, save this person's life. Um, but when they go down and realize that there's all these other mutants that are in cages, mm-hmm. uh, her sister, uh, I'm, I'm referring to, uh, uh, I want to get her name right. Uh, it's Kayla, Kayla Silverfox. Mm-hmm. Um, she's played by Lynn Collins. Uh, she's, uh, sh- her power is to persuade people with, with touch and that's called techno tacto hypnosis so mm-hmm. her sister emma silver fox which mm-hmm. i don't think is emma silver fox that is emma um uh what is her name emma frost yeah, yeah. uh has diamond skin but mm-hmm. she is one of the gals that's that's trapped down there in the cages and i actually paused the scene because i was trying to see how many uh, different mutants I could at least recognize. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was, right off the bat, there was Toad. Yeah. Or somebody with a lizard tongue or, li- mm-hmm. or rep- reptilian-like tongue or something. It looked like a young Toad. Um, there was Quicksilver, and Quicksilver's a quick quick ID because he's got the silver hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was just moving super fast trying to get out of his cage, but they had kind of suspended him with cables so, yeah. so that he couldn't get any momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some kind of a tornado guy or gal, um, which I I don't know, maybe it was the Tasmanian devil. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was uh, an ice girl uh, who, I I want to say it was an ice girl. It wasn't ice man. I, I definitely don't think it was ice man. I definitely don't think. That's uh, that's good, mm-hmm. um, but it was it seemed to be some kind of girl with the same ice powers, and then of course Scott Summers or Cyclops was yep. there as well, um, and then uh, Kayla's sister uh, Emma, who we all know as Emma Frost, unless there's another Emma that turns to Diamond Skin, uh, but you know I was curious how Kayla Silver Fox. Uh, was related to Emma Frost, you know, what's, what's, how did that, how did they become sisters? Um, yeah, so that was, that was very interesting. And it I seems thought. like it was just a big bonehead thing for Brian Singer. Cause he even mentions that, um, that it's not Emma Frost, but it's just a mutant with similar abilities. 
even though she's named that. Like, it's just, yeah. I mean, you, you also got to remember it's Brian Singer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and that's a good note because the doctor that was working on Weapon 11 uh, in the cast, uh, she's uh, Carol Frost, Do- mm-hmm. Dr. Carol Frost. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the comic books, she's Dr. Carol Hines. Mm-hmm. So it's weird that. You know, I'm like, well, not many people have Frost as the last name. That's got to be some relation to Emma Frost, but uh, nobody knows why he he wanted her named Dr. Carol Frost. Instead of using the canon from the comics. Right. Yep. So there was in the preview, and I'm going to go back and watch this, but uh, there was a cameo from Young Storm in the trailer. Oh, that's who was probably the hurricane. Maybe, but they took, yeah, they took her out of the film. So if it was just a hurricane, it could have just been a hurricane that should have been storm, but wasn't. Yeah, there was a person yeah. in there, mm-hmm. uh, but it was it was hard to tell. I'll have to go back and look. And, and then obviously the a young Jason Stryker, which was Stryker's son. Yeah, is is obviously there. And then of course you got Cyclops. It'd be great. See, I would have recognized her right off the bat if she had a white mohawk. You yes. Know? <laughs> if you do old school Storm the way it's supposed to be, I mean Halle Berry did a good job, but. Uh, I, I, I would I'll, like to see like a really kick-ass mohawk. I want for the sure. accent. I want the accent and the mohawk. <laughs> accent and the mohawk is a must for Storm. Yeah, I also thought that was pretty pretty interesting that um, uh, the whole the whole storyline be- between Kayla Silver Fox, you know, and then they're mm-hmm. they're down there rescuing these mutants, or or they were just about. Yeah, they had just unleashed let all the mutants out, uh, and then Logan extends his hand, f- knowing full well that, that uh, Kayla, Silver Fox, uh, she can basically control everything that he, he can, that she can control his mind mm-hmm. with her touch. So the fact that he's extending his, ta- his hand is, is significant mm-hmm. because he's saying, yeah, I trust, I trust that you're not going to, you know, and, and that character's name is Perception. Is that what that character's name is? Uh, her, I, her, her, her. I'm not hero sh- villains. I'm name? not sure, but she was a. I did some reading on her, and apparently she was a Hydra operative for a while. Okay. Um, that was the the one of the my my big takeaways from this that to this day it creeped me out, and then the the the, the older I get, the more and more and more. That ability, right, is is one of my bad guys with that ability. Though that scares me. Yeah, you know, big, big, huge killer guys like Apocalypse from Days of Future Past, or even Thanos. Big, huge. I mean, especially when they, especially when they're like twelve feet tall and huge. Like that's not based in reality anymore to me. And I can suspend my disbelief and just enjoy what I'm looking at. But that particular um ability of a especially of a villain, um and it's uh just it's the same same uh I believe his name is Kilgrave from the Jessica Jones TV show to hypnotize somebody by touching them and making them do whatever they want ad nauseum until they die right basically is the most one of the most terrifying things that i can think of for a power to a human for for a villain to have and and kayla's most notable uh power of touch is is when striker 
is almost going or he's going to shoot Logan mm-hmm. uh, but then he turns the gun and starts pointing it at his own head yep and then you realize it's Kayla that's that's touching his leg correct and she doesn't have him blow his head off nope so she just says start walking that way and yep. just keep going until your feet bleed and then walk some more yeah and that scene well and being that you're on an island uh, mm-hmm. I'm like well what if he hits water <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah he to, to to do that like then that happened in Jessica Jones where you had to they were just clawing at dirt and I mean forever and ever and ever is just yeah I, I, oh it's so 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 it, it, it's one of those untapped powers that has not been fully exploited on film before and I've never seen it to that level I mean Jessica Jones was a pretty creepy for for him to have that power was just and this and this for him to walk forever it's just really creepy that and then being I it's a little off topic but I always thought we talked about this with um when we did a, a Star Trek show was the idea of the Borg and or Cyclops from DC having your appendages removed and what that would be like to have a robot body and have your mind overtaken with robot parts there's a lot more to that that's a lot more grotesque and horrifying than oh, you any mean, of those you things you mean cyborg 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 yeah okay, from yeah from DC or like the borg from Star Trek to have your body replaced with mechanical parts to me is really scary yeah, and, uh, uh, and and it's never been fully exploited. You can say, well, RoboCop did. Yeah, but there's a lot more. They they're a lot deeper. You could go with that. So, um, to 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 have that power shown, especially in this film, is just oh, walk, walk yeah. until your feet bleed, and then keep walking some more. Is just whew, yeah, absolutely. I absolutely. mean, it would be it would be a great movie. Yeah, it, some of, it, some of my ooh. some of my favorite movies are those ones where they just have a one off power. It's not. It's not Superman, Mm-mm. Batman, where you're just like this sense of justice and you have like you have to avenge my parents' mm-hmm. death and, and all this stuff. Uh, I, I really like the one um, with Hayden Christensen where he was he could basically just teleport. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what it is. Um, with Hayden Christensen? Yeah. Hayden Christensen and he can basically teleport and he has – he has no problems, but it just sh- kind of shows him how he takes and exploits that power to, to you know, borrow money from uh, from the bank. You know, he just has to see the place, and then he can basically just go there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was. Uh, gosh, I'm looking. Was up, I'm looking up his filmography right. Yeah, as we speak. and as much as I don't like Hayden Christensen, I not. A, I'm okay. I don't hate him as much as I don't like him in episode one and two. <laughs> and probably probably three. Hey, now, episode one is the basis for the show. It is the spiritual leader of this show. Well, no, he wasn't in episode one, so... No, the, uh, but still, episode one, uh, yeah, without... Is it? No, it's not Shattered Glass. And for the record, I don't like the Turbo Man kid uh, that played young Hayden Christensen either. <laughs> you, are, you are killing me because Jake Lloyd is uh, Takers? Is that the name of that movie? Uh, no. No? American, American Heist, 
First kill, the last Now I got to question myself if it was Hayden Jumper, Christensen. Jumper, Jumper. That was, it. that was the movie he was in. So, yeah, no, Jake, the, the, the tragedy of Jake Lloyd, I wish I could talk to him. I wish I could have him as a guest because that poor boy, <laughs> that poor man had a whole <laughs> hard time uh, with Star Okay, uh, uh, off topic, though, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the, to persuade somebody. Yeah, you're right. The, the, the the villains with one one thing and they do very very well makes it way more interesting i've never really been in it thanos became interesting just because we followed it for so long yeah if he was a one-off character who cares yeah it's just like apocalypse it's just like any of those other ones well, they're not that and he needed to be the everything he needed yeah and that in made order to sense make for a correct. villain that uh that the avengers would have to defeat you know correct who could they not defeat it wouldn't be a guy that could just touch you and mm-hmm. do that and thing. even he, and he still needed all these stones to do it so yeah because uh, honestly, like from what I've learned, that basically all you need is Captain Marvel to come in, and that's it. Like you don't need yeah, <laughs> Captain <laughs> and Marvel. And if, if she's not available, Thor can do it, and Hulk can do it. Right. And that's really about it. I mean, you don't need but a I, whole lot. I did like that, at least in the Avengers movie, that Captain Marvel by herself wasn't enough to beat Thanos with all all the Infinity Stones by himself. He was still a little bit stronger. Uh, or he was pushing back at yes. one point, and uh, yeah, you know, not to say that she wouldn't have ultimately kicked his butt in the end, but you know, then you go, you you flip pages, and this is why mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm a big fan of everything nerd, but when when people go Superman on me, mm-hmm. and they say, oh well, Superman's the best, and I'm like, yeah, because Superman's just make believe. Yeah, you know, Superman is not an interesting. Yeah, he, character. he's got everything. You, yeah, you can't you can't just have everything. And nope. You know, in the DC movies, it's like they're fighting, uh, you know, Wolf, uh, Wolf Mother or whatever mm-hmm. his name was, and <laughs> not yeah. Wolf Mother, but uh, they're they're fighting him, Wolfsbane. <laughs> yeah, fighting it was. And what was it? No, it was the 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 band. Um, that was Wolf Mother. Uh, no, it was um, uh, Wolf. It was a band, Wolfenstein. Not Wolfenstein, whatever it was. But <laughs> um, they they were struggling with him. But correct. then Superman just shows up, and Superman just it was easy, and that that made the whole movie stink. Because I was like, well, they, he could have just done that by himself, you know. Steppenwolf. So, Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. Which is a different band than Wolf Mother. Yes, <laughs> but. Look up Wolf Mother because they are awesome. <laughs> yeah, the I, I I the the big huge the big huge villains aren't as 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 scary as those. Now, but again, now let's tie this back in with let's let's get into how 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 this conversation started with Deadpool. And what happened with 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 weapon weapon eleven? Right. So Stryker was recruiting aliens mm-hmm. or hunting down aliens, mm-hmm. and he was it, mutants. He he was hunting down mutants. Yep. aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hunting down mutants, and he would probably hunt down aliens. Yes, they, he would if they were there. Yeah. Um, and uh, he was in this in this version, he was collecting their powers, and yes. he could do that with just their blood. Which mm-hmm. I thought was interesting. Yeah. So, 
Um, that would explain why he wasn't hunting down the blob because he probably couldn't draw blood from the blob. Um, <laughs> but that actually makes sense. Right, he wouldn't have been able to get yeah yeah he there blood was, from blob. Yeah, and how would that really like? How would you manifest that power for weapon? Weapon 11. Like, you wouldn't want him big and fat. No. He would just have the power to be able to not move. Right. But Which would with be... all the other powers that he had, he wasn't necessary at that yeah, point. Yeah, it would so, be pretty epic, but... Yeah, it would have been epic, but... But that was the interesting thing with uh, Weapon 11 is uh, Stryker stops the doctor, Dr. <laughs> Carol Frost. Yeah. Not Carol Hines. Mm-hmm. Uh, stops Dr. Carol Frost because... She says we're not done with the uh, w- with the process yet. We we we're not done yet. Uh, let's see. She says the binding process isn't complete. Um, and then the director's note was that's why uh, when Deadpool was beheaded, he lost most of those abilities, uh, which was interesting to mm-hmm. me. Uh, and then then how uh, so so they're putting all those powers. In fact, Weapon X. Uh, you know, as soon as they they successfully made Weapon X, they knew it could be done to infuse this adamantium skeleton. Uh, he was wanting to put him down. He said, "Yeah, just get rid of him." And well, isn't that what they did with Weapon up to that point? I mean, they pretty much would have just killed them off. Well, I think they they were going to kill him off. Uh, they said he said to take his head off, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, apparently that would fix it. But mm-hmm. again, adamantium skeleton. How are you going to do that, buddy? Exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, unless you go right between the vertebrae, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> you would have to. But he basically, as soon as he knew that it was a success, he discarded him mm-hmm. and said, "We're going to use him for for, for Weapon Eleven. Mm-hmm. So Weapon Eleven, they had already done the Wolverine. Uh, infusion or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Weapon Eleven has Wolverine's abilities mm-hmm. of healing, uh, but all the others because they had to do that one first, mm-hmm. you know, just to know that he could withstand everything else. Yes. So they did that one first, and then they start putting all these other A, B, and C superpowers into him. Cyclops's. Uh, now, did he? No. Did he have, did this version of Wade Wilson have the ability to absorb other people's powers, or is that a power they gave him? No, they- They were able to give him those powers. They gave him those powers, but apparently it wasn't complete. They weren't fully bonded. Uh, Do they go into into why or how he got signed up for that job, uh, or what made him want to become that Deadpool? I don't know. I think he just really enjoyed being a hired killer because Stryker, at the very beginning, Stryker says, if you didn't have that mouth, you'd be the perfect soldier. So I did pick up on that. So, I mean, maybe he's just he's just who he, he foresees as being, well, this guy really likes to kill people. Uh, he would be the perfect perfect soldier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he got rid of his mouth mm-hmm. uh, and then installed some kind of a DOS prompt computer chip in his mm-hmm. head so he can type, decapitate (laughs) it's one of the things that I didn't like is uh, you know he types into a computer decapitate and then all of a sudden he's like alright I guess I'm gonna you're a big computer guy so I'm sure that just killed you it did it did Like, it, does he only understand, you know, single words? <coughs> and, like, I, I don't know, decapitate who, you know? It's, it's one of the things that kind of goes through, that it's a theme that they carry out through all of these movies that a lot of these major historical events, 
it's it's almost like the people that are making these films are gaming reality because a lot of these events, these movies take place at historical events. And what we remember as them is not what is presented right. in the movie, which gives so it, it it creates that like, oh, did Professor X change the collective memory right. to erase it mutants even existing. But let's not also discard the fact that we're gaming physics in some screens. Well, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> for sure. For example, <laughs> my biggest pet peeve in the movie was <laughs> Wade Wilson walking out mm-hmm. as as the new Weapon 11 uh-huh. and uh, slowly ejecting four foot blades <laughs> from his arms. I would have loved it if his arms were perfectly straight when he walked in <laughs> like initially. Tin, like a tin man. <laughs> yeah. And then once he ejected these blades, uh, then then he could actually, oh, thank goodness, I can actually move my arms now. But, well, the female Wolverine has those as well, and they're a lot longer than they should be, aren't they? Doesn't she have long... I thought she had claws. Yeah, but those claws are super, super long, though, aren't they? Like, aren't they like way longer than what a forearm would what, be? What was she? Was she Deathstrike? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, I believe so. Well, maybe they were in her forearm, and they, see how I try to justify reality. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of room in your in your forearm, and then yes. they could just come out of your fingers. They just no, have... I know what you're saying. Yeah, though he shouldn't have four foot sword. Yeah. On the outside and not on the inside as well. Yeah, it it bothered me. Yeah, no, it it's, it 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 makes sense. What's funny, like so, we talked about this last week too. Is like to me, if you were to look at, if you were to take the name Deadpool, the just that word Deadpool, and you had to start from scratch on what this character does, what he's about, and you had no concept. It's not far off from what somebody would come up with. Right. He is a pool uh, that essentially it could be full of dead mutants where all their powers go when you die. And now you're just added to the collective of him. So it it, it makes sense from a revisionist history that they did with this character. Yeah, I thought that was interesting that there's we have two different uh, origin stories of how he gets his name. Yeah. Obviously, the Deadpool uh, movies. Yeah. It's it's from a, a basically a, a pool that they have that where they're they're betting on At who's going to die yeah. next. Mm-hmm. So that's their dead pool. But in this movie, uh, Stryker mentions specifically that uh, uh, he says he says to Logan, uh, "I need your powers for the pool, mm-hmm. a mutant killer, Deadpool." Uh, so he's mm-hmm. he's pooling these these yeah. powers together, and and uh, you know either way. Uh, how he gets his name seems to work, but yeah, uh, and it's you could go either way with that. And right. they they did. I mean, it's very it was cliche, especially in the in the mid two thousand in the early two thousands. It was cliche that everything had to be a gritty reboot. Yeah, everything had to have a grittiness to it. Right. And so, of course, they did that with with Deadpool, and 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 why I'm not a huge fan of the DC films is cuz they're just too you look it looks like you are watching sand because it's just too gritty. So it makes sense at the time and in a different way it does. Right. But of course they've shown that Deadpool works as classic Deadpool and it works swimmingly and it's some of the most entertaining films to watch for yeah, sure. Yeah. It was cool so. because he was manifesting I mean even the fight scene 
you would see him manifesting each of these powers, uh, you know, individually. So you you got him. You got to see him use Kestrel's teleport ability. Yeah, where he's just teleporting back and forth, mm-hmm. uh, and there's all that stuff. And uh, you, you got to see obviously one of the first ones we saw was the healing ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to see the the laser eyes that Cyclops has. Correct. You know. Yeah. There's. Uh, so yeah, we, we we got off a tangent there. Yeah. So like that f- battle on top of Three Mile Island, is so cool. It's just so much fun. It it it, it harkens back to the first, the first X Men movie when they're battling on top of the of the, of the, Statue of Liberty. Oh yeah. Um. They continue on with, uh, the, the um. Uh, the, the the Cuban Missile Crisis in the '60s yeah. when they when they go first class, it really brings these 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 real life events as we perceive them as different. So yeah, why did that melt down? Oh, because Deadpool's head <laughs> cut yeah. it like an apple. <laughs> like how clever is that? that? Right. And that's exactly how that would work. You know that they it didn't get as much use in the classic X Men movies that how dangerous Cyclops's power really is yeah um it's played for it's it's not as is they did a really good job with them in this and then in first class too how destructive that kind of power could be so that visual of that head just falling and just slicing that like that that reactor like an apple is just so yeah I thought cool. that was pretty cool and the, and the way you're right the way he's able to to jump around so much fun so cool but it's still telling a really good story with the brother and Logan becoming Logan and then getting his memory. You know, you learn there's not a lot in this that you can't continue on. And you could start with X, the first X-Men movie from, from 1999, 2000. Right. And it kind of makes sense. The biggest question mark being Sabretooth because right. that's who Victor is essentially playing well even still and this movie is just as much about Sabretooth mm-hmm. as it is Wolverine yep. because I mean if you think about it Victor gets everything that he wants this is like a romance this yep. is like a rom-com mm-hmm. for him it this is, is a, it, because he wanted his brother so badly mm-hmm. uh, he convinced him to fight it worked uh, and then at the end they paired up together and they got to he he got his wish and that was he wanted Wolverine to embrace his animal instincts and fight like an animal mm-hmm. and fight you know fight viciously mm-hmm. and that's the only way that they defeated uh Deadpool yep and so he got everything that he wanted and as a little uh you know bonus what he got uh this vendetta that Wolverine has he gets shot in the head and seems to misremember uh, ever hating Victor Creed. So yep. he gets he gets the he gets basically his a clean slate, you know. Mm-hmm. So and that that was another thing that I I thought was interesting is that you know very much like a werewolf the the only thing that can kill a werewolf is a silver bullet. Mm-hmm. Well, the only thing that can kill Wolverine is are these adamantium bullets. Mm-hmm. And I always was thinking, well, wouldn't he just heal around the bullet? You know, yeah. so yeah, it could pierce the skeleton, but he would heal around it. So I envisioned like if you were to shoot a uh, you know a lead cased bullet into lead. 
where it would it would basically you know depending on the thickness of it it would basically make a dent mm-hmm. and and a long pointy dent yep uh depending on how far it went in mm-hmm. so i'm thinking if we x-rayed wolverine does he have like a a basically a prod in his skull you would have a prod or some sort of scarring if they made it to the brain yeah so it, it's yeah. it's stuck in his skeleton and apparently it's on the the exact part of his brain that uh that is uh, channeling his memory, mm-hmm. uh, so he's not able to heal that part of mm-hmm. his of his memory. So he he can heal indefinitely, but he can't seem to heal around that. So really, he's walking around like he's got a frontal lobotomy, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So he has a lobotomy. But I always wondered if that bullet was two inches to the right or one inch to the left. Uh, you know, would he just you know? Pee, pee his pants in public, you know what? what <laughs> it's made it a whole heck of a lot if more interesting missed, of a character. <laughs> if they missed just that much, maybe he doesn't lose his memory. Maybe he just, uh, you know, he un, he he mm-hmm. gets Tourette's and he <laughs> swears a lot. He just cusses uh, a lot more or, than he did. Or, or maybe he just, you know, it's yeah, it's, it's one inch to the right. So I'm colorblind now. <laughs> so that's <laughs> yeah, that's it. I always taste metal for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's another character too that could have gone through to a sequel of this film instead of trying to tie this in B plus to established canon it, you still could have continued on you know because you've got Gambit you've got Wolverine you could have had another adventure before Logan beco- goes and and but it, it does tie in super, super nicely, and I really enjoyed this. Now, this movie too, it, because we are going, because we have gone into like a new. The way I see it is a, a new golden age, and you know, I think you're going to see this more and more. A new go, golden age of of media, and that to me is TV. And certain properties, and it's it's something that I'm I'm kind of kicking around. I could almost do a whole series of shows on this podcast about this this thought of mine that if you were to take this this and cut it up, you can turn it really well into a series, and it be really really good, and you wouldn't have to change much of this. Yeah, it's true because the movie does play out very episodic. Yeah. They're the X-Force, and then he becomes Weapon X, and then first he has to go fight Blob, and then he has to go fight Gambit, and then he goes fights. It's very beat de doot de doot that if you just cut those up, you would have a really cool show. Like, you couldn't make a Mandalorian movie. Yeah. I, and it still to you be could, you, you but... could, but like, you've seen it, right? Yeah. Mandalorian. We're not going to spoil anything, but... You couldn't tell the story of this Mandalorian with this child and have it be as personal and affecting as people as much as it is because you're not growing with it. This, I think, would have been a really good premise for a show. The other thing you can do with shows is it's a little bit more relaxed on the rules because yes. you can make a super villain show mm-hmm. where the supervillain is where you're following this this villain through yeah. through a show 
you can tolerate it. Your audience will tolerate it for a little bit. But there's yep. not a lot of supervillain movies other right. than like origin based. Like how did this how did this supervillain become mm-hmm. like the Joker or exactly if you've ever seen Brightburn. Uh, mm-hmm. Brightburn was wild, and it was. You're the second person to bring up Brightburn to me in a week because uh, it it is totally Superman. Uh huh. It is Superman if he was if if decided Superman to be, mm-hmm. decided to go evil instead, you know. And and so it it's and you know in in Brightburn and and I, I apologize if I'm spoiling it. I'll I'll tell you right now. Spoiler alert for Brightburn. Um, it's the same escape pod, mm-hmm. but this pod has a message for him, and it's not a message from you know uh, Superman's dad Jarl uh, telling him you know that he is he, he needs to be good and mm-hmm. needs to be you know basically give him giving him all this guidance. It just says you know you're 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 a god, and mm-hmm. take it, take it. Yeah, and so I mean, Brightburn's like if if Superman had got that message, then it's like whoa. Yeah, would there's he, no moral. Yeah, uh, would he be Where'd the same find the, nice mm-hmm. guy? You know, and it's that killing joke. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it, you can you can explore villains a lot deeper yeah. than because you're not going to want to watch just a, a villain movie. And walk away feeling good. Even the Joker, you have to make him the sympathetic character. Right. And it's really hard to make a film. So, but this, something like this, I think would have been a cool, and that would be a cool concept for a show. Solo, the Star Wars movie Solo is a lot like this. Yeah. It's very episodic for a movie. Right. Cut like, that shit into pieces and make it a show, and it would be riveting. And yeah. they proved that they can make a show over something that's not that interesting of a story to begin with. And make it something. I was thinking if they made a Victor Creed movie, it, I was thinking, gosh, you know, there's not a lot of villain movies, but I, maybe if it played a little bit like Predator, mm-hmm. you know, where this is a this is a beast that's here from another planet uh, that basically hunts for pleasure, mm-hmm. uh, is a trophy hunter, mm-hmm. and so he's obviously the bad guy in that movie, you know, and then you Victor Creed would be a cool. A cool concept for a show. Well, I mean, easily and in the, <clears throat> as Predator. Heck yeah, yeah! But even if you put it in a movie, you would still have to have that main superhero character mm-hmm. that's that's fighting him, and that's going to be the focus. You know, mm-hmm. the, it, even though Predator, the focus was Predator. It's named mm-hmm. Predator, just mm-hmm. like Alien. You know, was named Alien, not not uh, Hicks or <laughs> or Hudson. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, but it's. Uh, that was aliens, plural, by the way. <laughs> um, but uh, but you know, Victor Creed. Maybe they just maybe they just call it Creed. Mm-hmm. There's no movie named Creed, is there? Oh no, nothing. No, no. no. We'll There's just no call Creed it Creed. And, we'll call it. Uh, Creed. We'll call it Creed. We'll have the guy that played Killmonger in it, and it'll be about Saber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. <laughs> I, I I do have to apl- applaud the MCU for, and I and I could see why they're doing it. If you look at their new slate of stuff coming out, it all it's all characters that we've never seen before. So you're not fighting against what you've established. Yeah. So like Moon Knight and She Hulk and all these other things that you don't you don't have to fight 
Taylor Kitsch or anything. Right. And Wolverine as a whole, I mean, they've he's been playing this character for 20 years now, and apparently, you know, he is done, but I, I call BS on that. You're yeah. going to see him again. Just like Chris Evans is like, yeah, I'll play Captain again. Of course you will. Yeah. Of course you will. The best thing they could do, and DC should have did this, should have should have done this, but they didn't. And if MCU is smart, this is what they'll do. We're 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 speculating now because I want to. Cur- I'm curious about your thoughts are, and then we can wrap up. Um, what DC did in uh, uh, Justice League, spoiler alert from a movie from three years ago. It's the, got it's got uh, it's got Wolf Mother in it. It's got Wolf Mother in it, yeah. and and Wolf's Bane, <laughs> and Steppenwolf, and Steppenwolf, and Steel Panther, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they killed off the wrong character. the The one thing that the the thing that DC does too much is they put Batman in everything. It all has to be Batman, 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 Batman. Um, you have, I mean, just look at the Michael Keaton movies and then you had the other Batman movies and you did a whole series of the, the, the trilogy of the Batman, the, the Dark Knight series. And then you had Batman versus Superman and then Justice League, which was a huge Batman. Right now you've got like two or three Batman movies being made. Right. Even the Joker movie had Batman in it. Like. Batman is your main event. He was Bat Boy. Well, he was Bat Boy, but yeah, still. Uh, Joker's your main event. Or not Joker, Batman's your main event. Right. Don't. Don't spoon feed him. You you don't. don't. People will come up and pay you a billion dollars for you to fart that kind of looks like the Batwing and they will love it. Right. You know, that's who they should have killed off is Batman in, in, in the Justice League. So you can bring him back four movies later. Build to this. Slow burn this up. And if if MCU, I mean, obviously they, they know what they're doing. I think that if you want to see, because he can still do it. I don't care. He's, he's, he's 50, almost 60. Hugh Jackman. F that. Yeah. Yeah, he could do this for another 10 years easy. Um, And all they have to do is pay him the money and he'll do it. Build to this to where you don't even like a hush whisper of a man that can't be killed or, you know, that's self-healing. You have to see Logan. Yeah. Yeah. I do need to see Logan. The fact that I haven't is is embarrassing. But, um, like, you don't need um, – you don't need Wolverine in everything. You know, yeah. that's what made – the these X Men these these uh, first class and they were kind of fun because Wolverine was only in it just here and there when it suited them but not a lot yeah and you don't need and, you don't need him it's <clears throat> it's not the the contribution is what bothers me mm-hmm. you know it's it's okay it's okay that uh, you know for him to be there in yeah. the background but he doesn't have to contribute. No, he doesn't. You know, it's it, it would be every DC movie that you that you've ever seen uh-huh. 
it would be really annoying if Superman just showed up and and finished it for everybody. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know exactly. And and it's it's the same with Batman. Mm-hmm. Batman's always there. He's always he's always the reason that uh, mm-hmm. that they succeed. Uh, and you know, and it's always like, well, how did how did this man who doesn't have any powers how how is he doing this? But yeah, he's. He's their staple. He's their go-to. And you don't need to rewrite Batman's history. You don't have to have a whole brand new, crazy Batman in name character. He could still be the have the black cowl and the growly voice. And but you don't need to see his parents get killed in the alley again. We've seen it. You hear the gunshot. You see pearls. You see popcorn, and he's dead in the alley again. Okay, I'm gonna give you five DC characters. Okay, you give me what your take is on the Marvel equivalent. And they don't have to be the same. Ooh. They don't even have to be the same powers per se. Okay. Uh, but uh, I'll, I'll do my best. But mind you that I'm more movie-based and TV show-based than okay. deep comics. So This one's going to be really easy. Okay. Submariner. Submariner obviously is um, Aquaman, obviously. Right. Or uh, Namor. Or Namor. Yeah, yeah. Namor. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Quicksilver. Quicksilver. These are easy. These yeah. are the easy ones. Quicksilver is Flash. Right. Yep. Superman. Superman. That is tough because if Superman is this unbeatable, you can, uh, a part of you could say it's Thor, mm-hmm. but Thor is not going to be the symbol right. that someone like arguably Spider-Man is. Right. Or what, and if you're looking at history, Superman is more akin to Spider-Man than, you know, they, they, they retconned Iron Man in that role, but ultimately everyone right. looked up to Superman, Spider-Man. Right. Because he was still the everyman. See, and, and where I go, where I deviate from your list, you're, yeah. you're spot on what I would have yeah. said so far. Uh, I go Hulk. Yeah. Because it's, with Superman? With Superman. Okay. Because, mostly because of the alter ego. Yes. He's got the Clark Kent and the Bruce Banner. You mm-hmm. know, the Clark Kent equals the Bruce Banner of, mm-hmm. of this, and it's, it's a normal, everyday joe mm-hmm. uh and then they turn into this immense uh super super being yeah all right now here's where it gets dicey okay spider-man Ooh, not too obviously spider-man the dc version of spider-man yeah i go back to thinking and you know i go back to the the marvel dc crossovers and who they had fighting whom yeah uh and you know i always think back to these well who would who would i pair up against spider-man oh that's such a tough call right that is such a such a tough call i don't even know if i'm trying to like really go back into my dc yeah I'm struggling with the, the DC equivalent. The only the only thing I can think of is is Robin, you know, because he's a he's a vigilante, uh, yeah. but he's also a young kid. Uh, um, I mean, it would be kind of Robin adjacent, but like Beast Boy. Oh yeah, would be a good yeah good thing. Oh, absolutely. I think that would um, be good because then he can cover because he, he can use the same animal animal powers as Superman. Can. Right. So and then yeah, my last tough. one. My yeah, okay. last one is. Batman. Batman? You go Marvel on me. Uh, you know, what's funny is most people do go Iron Man, but for... That's tough, too. 
Like, obviously, you say, oh, well, Iron Man, because neither one of those two guys have powers. Right. But when when you're thinking Batman, he's got, I mean, he's billionaire, billionaire playboy as well, no powers, bought his powers like Batman did. I mean, it, it, it superficially it would be Iron Man, but if I thought about it more, I would, it, it would, I would, I would definitely, it's, it's somebody you would come up with differently right. if you put too much stock into it. Who do you have then? Are you going straight to Iron Man or? I go Frank Castle. Frank. Oh yeah. Okay. Because, yeah. Because listen, it, it, it feels like Marvel's Punisher mm-hmm. was the answer to Batman. It's like. I could see that. Oh. Your your parents died. Well, Frank Castle's whole family died. He whole family <laughs> yeah. died, and yeah. Frank and Frank Castle did it without all the yeah without all the uh, um, resources. Yeah, our, he guy, did it. our guy's a billionaire. Oh, uh-huh. our guy's our guy's dead broke. Yeah, he's yeah. dead broke he, cop. That, he finds uh, he finds money. <laughs> yep. And, and then additionally, it's like oh, Batman has uh, all these cool gadgets that he shoots, and they have cables on them, and they wrap around your legs and trip you and stuff. Oh, our guy. He has fully automatic weapons. He just kills people. He just kills people. He kills people. <laughs> He's a vigilante. It, it seems like they're like, what do we don't like about Batman? Well, I don't like that he that he never really takes out the bad guy. He just like gives them to the, he wraps them up and gives them to the, to <laughs> okay, the police. Okay, fine. How about this? <laughs> like, like he really isn't, he really isn't by all standards a vigilante. <laughs> At that point, he's just a bounty hunter. <laughs> You know, somebody <laughs> skips bail. Oh yeah, I'll call Batman. I'll get him, get him back. <laughs> <laughs> he always delivers the bad guy and uh, and delivers him to the cops. And well, Frank Castle delivers him to the morgue. Yeah, <laughs> while, while Frank Castle takes takes it. To Did another you like level. Jay that that uh, the live action Punisher show that I, Jay Barenthal guy? The the show or movie? The show. Oh, I I uh, you know I. I started watching it a little bit, um, but I, 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 I just don't like that guy. Like I, I'm not. I a liked f- him in, uh, in in the zombie movie, yeah. uh, zo- uh, the Walking Dead. Walking Dead, yeah. I loved him as Shane in the Walking Dead. Yeah. He was he was a great bad guy, and and he seems to do a pretty decent job as as Punisher. But you know, I mean, I we grew up in Dolph Lundgren Punisher, Dolph Lundgren, <laughs> which. Dolph yep. Lundgren trying to do an American accent is laughable. Yes, like, yes, it is. Why, God, why? <laughs> why are the guilty free and the innocent punished? <laughs> and then you also have, then you also have the, the, the Thomas Jane, the, yeah. the Thomas Jane, uh, uh, Punisher movie with an evil, t- uh, John Travolta. Yeah. She could, so that's part of your that that could be part of your uh, uh, trivia is that John Travolta was in a Marvel movie back when people still wanted to hire him for movies. I don't know why he's not in more mainstream movies anymore. I don't know why he faded back out back into obscurity like he did. Yeah. After my, Welcome Back, Cotter. My favorite, and it did terrible. Mm-hmm. My favorite was uh, Punisher Warzone. It was. It's. I'm looking at it on IMDb. It's 5.9 out of 10. Yeah. Oh, Warzone is totally ripe for this show. And I love for that sure. Ray Stevenson. You know, I mean, the the thing that I don't want to see if I'm watching a Punisher movie is for him. You know, 
torturing somebody with a popsicle because it, it feels feels th- that was in that first Punisher yeah, movie, top, yeah. it, where he's he's saying it feels like it's it's searing your flesh and it's really just a popsicle. Yeah, uh, I I don't know. It's the murder. Punisher. Yeah, it, Punisher needs to be R rated. He needs just to be like R-rated. Deadpool. Yep, and, and I do like that they're 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 leaning more into you can. There's something for everybody for yeah. every. Guardians of the Galaxy fun time show you can have a dark movie and they can all coexist and be a lot of fun yeah so. and the first 10 minutes of Punisher Warzone I mean I wasn't taking a body count but no. I didn't have enough <laughs> fingers and toes <laughs> people getting stabbed in the top of the head and oh it was it was brutal oh um, this by the way is for you Oh, whatever. Yeah. You already gave me a cool helmet. No, it doesn't oh. fit either of our heads, so uh, you can use it as a trophy piece. Oh. I'm printing another one, so that Make is... Make sure it fits. ...to my I will, good friend, Joey. I have... I, I, I'm amassing a beautiful collection of show pieces, and this is going to sit right next to my Thor Ragnarok helmet, and... My two gauntlets that I got on clearance. Did I ever tell you about the gauntlets stories? I think no. I shared them in one of our group videos once. They made uh, Infinity the Infinity Gauntlet, which is like this big, and then they made the Iron Gauntlet, like the the next year. Oh, nice! Yeah, those Marvel Legends toys. Yeah, and I got them on clearance for twenty dollars a piece at my store. Nice. Yeah, because when they first come out, they're like a hundred dollars, and yeah. like the way I live, that's like a billion trillion dollars. So. They always just look like, oh, that looks really cool. But I got them on clearance. So, yeah, it's a life-size Infinity Gauntlet. So, are you kidding me? No, well, that's for you, Well, thank you, buddy. my friend. This is going to look perfect. Uh, it's it's when it gets when it gets all put together. This is this is a treasure. And it's I, thank you for this. To commemorate my my very first podcast. And, well, I'm uh, so glad that you were and good time spent with my buddy Joey. Oh, yeah, and we got to do it twice. Right. So uh, thank you so much, Matthew Button, for for one this beautiful this beautiful helmet. This is absolutely amazing, and thank you for being on the show. Um, absolutely, I love talking. For this me. of course, man. Um, I love talking superhero movies with a real life superhero and you likewise, are my captain likewise, and, sir. and I and you are my captain America and you are uh screw Chris Evans you are <laughs> you have America's ass and I'll, I'll work on it my you, wife my wife says I have no ass so oh, uh, well, well, we're working on it uh, yeah. she's got me doing deep knee bends and stuff oh, so <laughs> if you ever get the chance in the future because looks like things are going to be opening up here before too long. If you ever get the chance to see the Treasure Valley Avengers perform, and you get to see Matt Button come out in his in his um, Captain America or his Deadpool, you are in for a sight. And Krampus, you do a great Krampus too. Oh, the Krampus—it's pretty sexy, that I'm told. <laughs> I, I got rid of the stilts. Oh, you got rid of the stilts. I could oh. not do it anymore. <laughs> That's a young man's too, game. It's a young man's game. It's too uncomfortable. Uh, what? What? What superheroes wear pajamas? I'm going to do that one. <laughs> uh, um, I'm really excited that uh, Super uh, Suicide Squad 2 is coming out soon. Yeah, me too. Um, I am uh, the biggest James Gunn fan, so I just saw that it's going to come out on HBO Max. So Yeah, that will, when I saw that he was directing that one, I was, I was super stoked. So smart of DC to scoop him up when it Marvel really, cast him off. It really was a good it idea. Was, uh, that was smart of them because that film is going to be great. Um, and then he's going back to the MCU anyway. So 
win-win for us. So, yep. uh, so guys, if you've not checked out uh, Wolverine Origins, then you really should, because then you'll know what, what Ryan Reynolds is talking about in the Deadpool movies. Nobody hates this movie more than Ryan Reynolds, and sadly, it's, it's a, a lot better than he lets on. Yeah, maybe Deadpool wasn't what it was supposed to be, but in the context of the film, it works, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, so definitely check out um, Wolverine Origins. We will be back soon um, with another with another great episode. We're going to try to stay away from the superhero movies because I think I can talk about this all day. But um, uh, thank you so much. You can always reach out to me at uh, the Be Kind Rewind Show Facebook page. Uh, you can find us streaming on any of your podcast platforms. Uh, we do have merch, merchandise available on Redbubble, so you can get your Be Kind Rewind t-shirts, face masks, hoodies, and the like. Um, Matthew Button, stupid sexy Matthew, thank you so much for being on the show. Dude. Thank you so much for this. I, I'm speechless. I don't even know what to say. I just think it's rad, and I'm speechless. So, Dude, this dude, is Thank you, awesome. man. Thanks for having me. Of and, course. Uh, hopefully I didn't uh, – I'm, I'm one of those – people that can't stand the sound of their own voice so oh, no I, you I probably won't go back and listen to this uh, <laughs> but I'm gonna, I'm gonna make my wife do it because... I have to I have to sit and listen to myself and it's not the most pleasant experience but, oh, are you kidding me I've had people come and sit at this table and not even see the movie and I don't know this until the show starts so no no you uh, oh anybody that shows up with pieces of paper and notes are my are the absolute best um, and we will also be uh, uh, on the Facebook page for this episode. Um, we will be doing um, um, a, a little segment coming up in the next few episodes. Uh, next few episodes called "Hot Takes from the Tundra." Jeremiah, uh, my good buddy who uh, moved to Alaska, if you remember, um, is going to be chiming in, and we were going to have his hot takes. So. Uh, be looking out for those. We also have this coming Sunday a live show. That's right, a new another live show happening at the lounge. If you are listening to this podcast, that show has already happened, but you can still watch the replay anytime at loungeattheendoftheuniverse.com. We'll be watching uh, she uh, she devils of Shark Island, and we will be making shark charcuterie boards and watching some really fun shorts. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Thank you so much. This episode was voted on by the folks on the Facebook page. It was uh, it was toss up between this or Solo, and this one won. So look out for Solo in the future. And remember, if you're going to have a rewind, you might as well be kind. Matthew, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me, buddy. Yep. All right, love you guys, and uh, we will see you next time.